what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Street Circle Drive here on The Mesh. Thanks for coming back after what could be some questionable episodes. <laughs> We're glad you're still with us. Um, this is your Hickory Lovin' Podcast here on TheMesh.tv. I like that. Thanks. Just, that was a cover. Off the cuff. <laughs> if uh, you are interested in anything else on The Mesh, we really recommend you going over and checking out all of our other shows. We have some film review shows we've got an all-girls show a boys talking show we've got some stuff about entrepreneurship um business anything all kinds of good Sports. stuff did you say a boys talking show it is yeah, it's, a it's big fan big fan oh so that, yeah. that, now we've gone away fans from of, just sport now it's well just... fans of fantasy formula will now enjoy the big fan because the big fan is now you're what? just confusing yeah. everybody no, the thing not. is is i don't know it's fantasy formula boys talking well, it is. Okay. Fantasy Formula has now changed mm-hmm. their name to Big Fan because now they talk about anything they're fans of. Ah, now I get it. I knew they changed their name because I am a loyal follower with the mesh. Okay, I just didn't know that was the reason for the yes. name change. Still, Chad and Hank. I knew it was sports. And now they talk That's about. Why I didn't know it was. It's not just sports yeah, though. Now, it's now it's music, sure. uh, ladies, oh. um, their children. Um, concerts, all kinds of stuff. I like it. So yeah, it's fun. But that's that's what's going on now. But they the will mesh. be getting into sports because of fantasy football season. So definitely go and check those out over at themesh.tv as well as Apple iTunes or anywhere else that you download your podcasts. We got a big show today. Big show. Big fan of a big show. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Moose, welcome. Thank you. McNally. What up? Hello. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Great. So it is 1st of September-ish. Ish. Still hot. Yes. Blazes outside, ready for some fall. We'll get into some good fall events coming your way soon in the event section. But without further ado, Moose, tell us who we got here in the studio with us today. Thank you, Mary Margaret. You're welcome. Absolutely. This is my radio (laughs) voice. Do you like it? Do it. Great. Uh, Street Circle Drive podcast here on The Mesh. We'd like to welcome Mr. Calvin Reyes from Henry Mill River. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great, great. Um, Calvin, uh, with no further ado, I guess, could you tell us just a little bit about... The history of uh, Henry River Mill Village. Yeah, so we're uh, we're a couple miles away, about six miles away from where we are right now, uh, down at exit 119 on I-40, about a mile off the highway. There's this old mill village, which is basically a ghost town right now. Uh, it's been abandoned for about 30 to 40 years, mostly. I think the last resident officially moved out in 2000. Uh, but it started in 19... I know, isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, especially when you come see it. It's, oh, it's mind-blowing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so in 1905, it started as a cotton textile mill. They made fine cotton yarn. If you looked at it today, you'd call it thread, right? Tomato, tomato. Um, and so uh, they built this village there along with the mill, and they operated until about the early 70s, and the mill itself burned down in 1977, and it just remained in one parcel. And so you have this abandoned mill town of 20 remaining houses, all empty, no plumbing, no electricity, nothing, uh, completely abandoned. Because that's how they lived. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, they were yeah. nice when they lived there. They were sure. they were painted white, beautiful, well taken care of. These were proud people. Um, 
And then, of course, in 2011, Lionsgate Film decided that this matches the perfect dystopian feel that we're looking for for the Hunger Games, and that became District 12. Um, Jennifer Lawrence graced our property. Uh, We'll see if we can ever get her back again. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's really where this place got recognized again, and, and people started visiting it and paying attention to it, and... I was lucky enough to to have parents that wanted to invest in a project with me, and we bought the place with the hopes to restore it and preserve it because it was just rotting away to Mother Nature. Uh, The grass was like three feet high, unmowed. Buildings just basically vandalized, people sleeping in them, breaking into them. We still have that problem today, uh, which is why we don't allow people to go into the houses. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things that you really got to have some vision when you go out there to see it. And that's why I do enjoy when we get our visitors because I get to walk them through it. And, and I'd say 90% of the time they get it. The other 10% of the time they say we're crazy and we'll never understand it, and, but they still love it. So <laughs> it's a fantastic place with a lot of neat history, um, some fantastic nature too when it comes to – we have 72 acres all surrounded by the Henry Fork River. So it's, awesome. it's peaceful. It's got great energy around it. Um, even though you're in an abandoned mill town, you feel like you're in the middle of the mountains, nowhere near I-40, but you're only a mile away. So, so – Talk a little bit about your plans for the village in the upcoming years. So um, for us, the project as a whole is showing the importance of adaptive reuse. And so we have a lot of these old manufacturing buildings, villages, houses, et cetera, um, really that most people would probably look at this property and want to bulldoze it and say, look at this beautiful land we have. We can put a great development out here. Um, our plan is to, is to show that adaptive reuse projects work. Uh, that if you think outside the box, there's a book that came out on the property put on by Red Hawk Publishing called We See What We Want to See. Um, and it was basically, it came from some of the graffiti that was written on the walls inside one of the houses. And I think it just holds so true uh, because when you look at this place, it really literally looks like it needs to be run, like bulldozed. Um, but to us, it, it's got great bones. I mean, it's got straight, great foundation. And so we want to turn it into a resort, basically, is the best way to describe it. I call it the cruise ship. You go on a cruise ship, you book excursions, right? You go explore during the day, you have things to do, and then you come back and you stay on site at the cruise ship. And so kind of the same idea there. We want to make it a bed and breakfast with the houses, let you stay on site, actually put plumbing in them so you use a real bathroom. Bravo. Right? If you want the authentic experience, you can come now. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Rustic. It's a great way to describe (laughs) it. Sounds better on a brochure, right? Right. There you go. So we want to take the houses. We have 20 remaining of the original 35, so we want to restore those 20. Uh, One of them will end up being a museum um, through our nonprofit, which is the Henry River Preservation Fund. We have lots of artifacts and people still alive that were born and raised there uh, that are telling stories that have memorabilia from when they were growing up there, and we want to be able to display that and show the story. So we'll have the museum. We'll have overnight accommodations. We have a beautiful company store that was also the Malark Bakery in Hunger Games, probably the most iconic building on the property. Mm-hmm. We want to restore that for venue space. We have about room upstairs for about 115 people. Downstairs, we want to have some kind of restaurant concept put in. Um, so that way, you have things to do. At that point, when the restoration is complete, we'll have 32 houses. We're going to rebuild 12 of them. We'll have room for about 110-plus people, give or take, if you bring your kids or not. And so um, eventually at that point, we want to open up recreation on the river, too, and really make, mm-hmm. make use of the, the soccer complex, which is like four miles away and has a beautiful canoe ramp. Well, we'd be a great starting point for that. And so people can come now to Hickory and enjoy recreation. They can enjoy our, our wildlife and nature. They can enjoy our history. They can enjoy our food and cuisine and our entire culture. I mean, all in one little 
72 acre plot. Absolutely. That's awesome. awesome. Very cool. With, yeah. with something like that, obviously, I have not been out there in, you know, I was actually working in Burke County when the Hunger Games were here, and I remember the, the tourists coming to our facility yeah. and just kind of showing up on your property. 72 acres is such a vast amount of property and restoring. Is there kind of a phase process to this rest? Like, are you going to start with the, the food to kind of get more interest and knowledge and awareness? To, what, what kind of is that process of phasing it in? Because that would be a lot to bite off in one. Yeah, so from a construction standpoint, we broke it out into three phases. The first phase includes five of the houses for overnight accommodation. So we'd have ten rooms. Um, then, of course, the sixth house would be the museum, and that's all in phase one. And then the shell of the company store. So just getting it to a point where the bricks you know, are, are sustainable because they're, they're all uh, unfired bricks, right? They're all basically sun-baked bricks and if you don't wow. seal them in and take care of them they're going to eventually decay mm-hmm. and so there's things in in getting the structure to a point where it's actually pretty again putting some windows back in it would be fantastic because vandals have broken all the windows that's phase one basically getting the 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 concept going and proving that the model works that we can actually take this these this village and these structures and make make some money off of it to make it sustainable from that point we have 14 more houses where we restore in phase two and then in phase three, we'll build back 12 of them on top of the boarding house uh, at that point, which there used to be a 12-bedroom boarding house, and we want to expand the preservation fund's footprint to allow a larger footprint for the museum. And so that whole boarding house will actually turn into a two-story museum, which is a large structure and I think a proper and adequate space for them to be able to display all... We have a ton of artifacts, and even in house number 16, when we restore that, it'll be a fantastic museum space, but... We're going to need even more than that. Wow. And so when it's all said and done, and I wish I had the plans to show you guys. It's hard to show the listeners, but um, it's really neat. Uh, I mean, it's something that will literally feel like you're in a village again, and it has life again, and, and people are walking around and enjoying it. And, you know, if things go our way and, and we we develop the way we want, and eventually we'll have a Main Street feel also so we can have yeah. a more interactive experience with festivals and a better layout for for people to come in and just enjoy anything out there, whether it's from music to arts to just just staying and enjoying the quiet, peaceful flowing of the river. I'm sure there's got to be so many different challenges that you can't even start to describe here, but about just taking these existing buildings that were built in the mid 1800s, build them to accommodate you know 2018 expectations. Oh, yeah. That's I mean that's that's got to be. I think uh, yeah. to quote a contractor I had a couple of weeks ago, they said that. Uh, are you sure you don't want to just knock it down and rebuild it? We can build it exactly the same way it looks. And I said, uh, can you do it in 24 hours was our response because we can't do that. I right. mean, yeah. um, so there is challenges. I mean, both financially, I mean, it's, it's probably double the price to restore it versus just rebuild it. And that includes demolition. Um, so it's not – that's probably one of the biggest challenges you face as the developer in, in the restoration is – making decisions that you know you need to get this thing developed and you need to get it open and operating but you also want to protect the historical aspects of it and that fine balance between the two is probably one of the biggest dilemmas that we face on a on an everyday basis um is it a registered historical landmark or so anything? we know that could be a hindrance and has some opportunities we nominated that's one of the very first things we knew we wanted to do when we bought the property and we went ahead and nominated it to the national register of historic places we're still waiting in raleigh for it to be approved um, but our, our draft is in. So it's something that, regardless of how we were using the property, that was the very first thing we did. What's your background? What got you <laughs> interested in this or or your parents or however 
how'd you come across this and be like, yeah, that looks easy. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know. That? I'll, totally, I'll totally take that on. Like why, why? You what, so I, you know, I tell people all the time that it's, it's one of those things that when you're a kid, you know, your parents say you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. And for some reason, I, you know, I always had that in the back of my head and it never really stuck. I was like, okay, a cynic about it. But for some reason, this project called my name and I was like, well, I got a dream, right? So let's see if we can build it. And I don't know. It's just been ever since. What happened? Are you from here? No, I'm originally from South Florida. I grew up in Coral Springs, Florida. Went to school at the University of Florida. Moved up here and married my wife from Granite Falls. She's my proxy. So that's how I became a Southerner. Eh. Um, eh. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I've been hanging out in Eastburg County enough where my accent's even changing. So. Fair enough. Um, my background's not in development at all. Uh, I come from a sales background. I was actually a zoology major in college. Go figure. I uh, did nothing with my college degree, right? Um, and so- <laughs> Unless you decide to turn one of the houses into a zoo, right? right. That would be amazing. 72 acres, there's a chance. There's I mean, you definitely do a preserve on 72 acres. There's right? the land, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> my mom refuses to cut a tree down, so... Well. Yeah. You're going to have some animals then. Yeah. We definitely do. Uh, all kinds. Yeah. Uh, but the background, my background's in sales. We have a sales training and consulting company that me and my mom have been running for about 10 years. Uh, the reason we came across this property, we were looking for acreage for us to move on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted acreage. Being a city boy, right, you want what you don't have. And and so we looked for years, and, and we really couldn't find anything that was in our price range that made sense. Kind of gave up on the idea. And, you know, on Realtor.com, you look for certain acreage, you get – same properties over and over and over again so we were at the point of just giving up and and my mom called me and she's like well why don't we go look at this village property and just see what it's all about and she wasn't with us when we went to go do it the first time with the real real estate agent and i remember they they unscrewed the door it was plywood had shut to the to the company store they unscrewed it and i walked in and i just looked up at the ceiling and i was like done like we need to buy this place this is really yeah I, it was instantaneous um night and day from the site i mean you know you run through the google maps and you're on the street view over and over again you're like oh this is neat this is i need to go see this and my wife's been out there and she told me all about it and Never actually ventured out until that point, and I, I picked up the phone, called her that second, and that was within five minutes of seeing it. We didn't see any of the houses or anything at that point. We couldn't even walk the property uh, because it was so overgrown. And I was like, we need this. I don't, I don't care what it takes. This needs to happen. Um, called her on the phone, said, you need to come see it. She came back from, flew in from work. Um, the next day, we went back out there to look at it, put an offer on it, and closed on October 6th of last year. So we're not even a year old, and really, I'd, I have to remind myself how far we've come in a year. Um, <laughs> Because, of course, you always want to be further ahead. But the amount of community support and attention this property's gotten and how many people we've been able to connect with it and let them understand the history of it and, and how important and how neat our area is to the state, I think we've gone leaps and bounds in just 10 months. I mean, I, I never would have thought last October we'd be where we are um, right now. And there's lots of things you learn along the way. Yeah, um, I learn absolutely. every day out there. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it seems like a very cool space for things to happen. I I cannot confirm whether or not when I was in college at Lenore Ryan that there was a weird game of truth or dare that ended up at the village. I've heard this story. But <laughs> maybe or you have. Stories like it. Yep, yep, <laughs> I believe so. Um, but it's such a cool area, and I know now I've been following you on uh, social media and the, the Mill Village and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, I've seen – it. I love the ones where you're like, I got to go cut this grass. And it's like, 
like you said, it's three feet high and, you know, six hours later you post and you're like, Oh, I did like a square of it, you know, I mean, it's like, but it's, um, it's been cool to watch you put stuff out there and really, uh, I think it is appealing to the movers and shakers of this area that are wanting that growth and change and stuff. And now I know you're utilizing it for a lot of other stuff in the meantime, um, tours and stuff, right? Yeah, so our nonprofit, we we knew going into summer, and this is basically how we make decisions at Henry River, is basically what the environment's going to press us to do, and mm-hmm. we have to adapt to it. And so uh, after we got hit really, really hard on spring break, we all came together as a board at, at our nonprofit and realized that we were going to get hit really, really hard in the summer, and we didn't have any staff. We didn't have anything set up to, to take those people in and give them a right way to do things safely. And so that's when we said, okay, we're going to hire a tour guide and we're going to train them. And this was like in May. And I think we opened up at the end of May. And so um, really threw it together, bought a Connex container that was wired and turned it into a little like air conditioned office for us to hang Mm -hmm. out in. And, you know, most of the tours walking and I call it, you get a two for one deal, right? You get the historic tour and then you get the Henry River workout plan with it (laughs) because you got to walk up and downhill to go on the tour. Yeah. but that's really how that came about and why we started to do the tours. And it just took off. We've done over 570 tours in 15 weeks this summer. And then, and I'd say over 90% of them are from out of a 30-minute drive of, yeah. of our property. Yeah. Um, if you came into our little gift shop office you know, area, we have two maps up there. And we let every visitor put a pin in the map from where they're from. And at this point, we have uh, visitors from 41 different states. Uh, so we're only missing nine states. Come on, nine states. I know. I'm sure they're all Come listening Come on, Alaska. Right now. Well, and Taylor, our, our site director, Taylor, would probably want me to name all nine, but I can't because I'm too busy mowing the grass. Yes, so, yes. Well, um, I'm sure they're listening. So if you haven't been and you're from out of state, please come and visit. It would be fantastic. And, you know, I'll be the guy on the zero turn that I learned zero turn mowers don't have brakes. And so I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> and uh, so basically we might have some good sledding this winter if, if we get that Ooh. rough winter the uh, Albanac's calling for. That's what so. they're saying. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I'll take some cold weather right now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> These um the the tours that the, the folks go, go on on a scale of like one to real creepy like what what type what time of day if you didn't want to get creeped out what time of day do you need to go just like like daybreak? P.S. So, Moose is a scaredy cat. I heard about this. Yeah. actually, we might have something planned for you. Boom boom boom. <laughs> Halloween bam. Oh, we're this getting guy, to this. This guy getting, about volunteers. You want to be one of the, I got a volunteer list with me. I can sign you up. Oh, right on. Um, well, the only tours that are, there's two tours operating right now. Um, the first one is through the preservation fund. It's the historic tours. They're an hour long. Uh, they operate at 10, 12 and two every single day. Those hours will change come October 1st. We'll be open Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right now we're open seven days a week till the end of the month. Um, so you can come out any day, those three hours, it's daylight out. You don't have to worry about being scared. Um, mm. So sun doesn't go down Keep until about talking. 7.30, this right? Keep good. Uh, we, we will offer, again, next year some paranormal tours that are in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, probably nope. right up your alley. Seen anything? I, so I've been on them. I, people ask me all the time, is it haunted? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. But I will say, when I was on these tours, there's some stuff I cannot explain. Yeah. And, I mean, even just thinking about it and... 
And talking to the other people that were with us, still to this day, we can't figure out what it was. Is it a ghost? I don't know. I don't want to go around saying I've seen apparitions because I haven't. But there's some things. You that, can even just get in your own head, I'm sure. Well, that's what I mean, right? Tour. I mean, it's pitch black. It's it's the entertainment it's like aspect dark, of dark. it. It's real, real dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, no it's ambient like light of, either. You're far <laughs> enough away. It's like middle of the desert dark, right? It's <laughs> totally taking me there. Um, nope. But those won't be until next year, so it'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, time to practice. The other one that we do is the uh, the Hunger unofficial Hunger Games tours, fan tours, and they're out of Brevard area. Um, mm-hmm. And so they come every weekend, uh, neither Saturday, Sunday, flip flops, and they do a three three and a half hour Hunger Games tour reenactments of the movie. You get to dress up as Katniss, and you get to dress up like Peta and throw the bread off the the front porch of the company store, and then you go play archery tag, which is hilarious. When we do our historic tours, and they have a they they're doing archery. Tag, and they're wearing the masks and shooting each other. It's it's probably the most entertaining thing to watch when you're out there. But they have a blast. I mean, everyone has a good time on those. They're always laughing, and they give you lunch. and So that's a fun one. I think that one's like 40 bucks for adults. The historic tours are $15, um, and all the proceeds from the historic tours go towards the, the museum and are trying to get our kids out there and teach them yeah. a little bit about the history and what we're doing at Henry River. Awesome. And, and just, you know, just a, a little bit more background, like – you guys aren't, and we talked a little bit about this off air, but like zero state funding right now. Like this is this is your project. This is oh yeah. So yeah. you know we do have the nonprofit, and we've had some fan like phenomenal help from volunteers and donors and people coming out and buying merchandise. Like all of that helps our nonprofit, which helps us keep the grass cut. You know, helps it keep it safe. Helps pay our site director to be out there to make sure that the public can always have access to the property. Um, so that's where most of our funding comes from to carry the property itself. I mean, that's just my family. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's, it's funny because you don't realize, and I never thought about it cause I've never owned a project of this caliber, right. Or been on, on board with one. And, and you start to see people talking and, and it's funny how stories change and, and how many different things you hear. It almost becomes comedic and, and you, game of telephone. Right. It really mm. is. But you know, I would love some state funding and county funding and city funding. I would, it'd be fantastic. But you know, it's something that I think comes with time and proving yourself and showing that this is something worth investing into. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure some of these, you know, most, a lot of the funding I'm sure comes from uh, different sort of events such as the booze and brews that's coming up, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we knew October, we owned the property last Halloween, so we had a terrible time with trespassers. <laughs> and so, once again, yeah. when the property turns us a certain direction, we go with it. And so this year we decided we're going to give people a right way to do it and use it as a fundraiser. So we have our event called Booze and Brews. And we're a part- legal, legal way to do it. A legal way to yeah. do it, right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't have any warrants, you're okay. Right. Just get away with the I got priors. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because he's scared. If, Adam, he's if Adam's scared. listening, I'll let him know your name. So <laughs> That's our security guy. Um, and so uh, Booze and Brews is a fundraiser for the Henry River Preservation Fund. Um, it's $10 entry tickets to get in. What that gets you is into our historic flashlight trail, which you know goes into a little bit of the darker history that goes on in, in Mill Villages and in our area in general. Uh, maybe give you a little bit of spooks along the way. I don't want to give away too much, uh, but it opens up Dog Trot, which is one of our back roads um, that we don't open up this time of year just because you know wildlife and things like that. But come fall, and we have all the lights and everything. We'll open it up for people to go and walk it and experience it at night, which is phenomenal. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, you're saying, that, oh, it's easy, Moose. You, you got this. You're just walking on a trail. Yeah, okay. But, you with know, the flashlight. For, the, for sure. the people that don't want to experience that, we're working with the Hickory J, Greater Hickory JCs on this event, so they'll be running a beer. Uh, we call it a beer graveyard rather than a beer garden for this event. And so we'll have a bunch of fog machines, decor, and the best part about it is what goes best with Halloween but 80s music, so we'll have a little 80s DJ dance party. Like Monster Mash and stuff. Oh, everything. Of Monster course. Mash might be later than the 80s. but Nice. <laughs> I mean, that song alone, Do the you play that, right. You play there that there the may movie. or may not be a thriller flash mob. I don't know. You never know with these events what you might happen. You never know what's going to happen on um, things like this. We'll have some food awesome. trucks out Crazy there. Crazy kids. Um, we'll have First and Fright Paranormal, who ran the all five of the Paranormal tours we had. They'll be out there sh- giving examples, sh- telling stories of their findings when they were on site. So you can grab a beer and go listen to some real paranormal stories. Um, or you can go on the trail and experience that and learn a little bit of history along the way. Um, but really, more than anything, it's giving people an opportunity to come out there and experience the property like they want to do, the ghost town that they want to yes. experience for Halloween. We want them to do it the right way, and let's just raise money for a good cause, which is getting that museum built. Because the faster we can get that museum built and get these artifacts on display, I have people that grew up in the village who all the time call me and say they want to give us stuff to put on display, and we just don't have the, the means to do it yet. And I would love to be able to offer that to the public, to come actually not just hear us tell the story about Henry River, but literally see that history in person and all the artifacts and hear the stories from people telling them on video. And, I mean, to me, that's what it's all about is, is showing how important history is, you know, adaptive reuse and why we should continue to find new uses for these properties and, and these stories. Um, well, you know, I, I can um, understand whenever we purchase the building that you're in right now mm-hmm. for this, um, this was, I mean, you're sitting where the oil pit was. This was an old car dealership. And so, um, you know, this was one of the first Ford dealerships in North Carolina. And we still have people that have come by the building and said, gosh, you know, I, my, I sat on my dad's lap as he bought our first car. Isn't that great? You know, I mean, that type of yeah. stuff. And they've given us a couple of, you know, different artifacts or a Ford memorabilia that they were handing out one day. The floors upstairs, we tried to have them buffed out, but we found out it was battery acid dropped in certain places on the original terrazzo floor. So we were like, keep it, keep it. We want to save it. You know, so the floors and the ceiling are original upstairs. But it's really cool to have that involvement from people. And, you know, honestly, like you need to get that stuff taken care of. Like you say, get that museum because people aren't going to be around forever. And you need to... And that's why everyone get needs that in to come there while to you can. Right? There you go, and get those get that museum built. So we do offer some some neat things to try to help raise even more money um, with the booze and brews tickets. It's ten dollars. You can buy it online now. They're for sale. Um, so if you go to henryriverpreservation.com, you can't miss the link right when you get on the website uh, to buy tickets. But we have two different packages. We have a VIP package, which gives you a glow in the dark beer stein. Um, so you can drink your beer while seeing it and not spilling it all over yourself. From tavern to town. That's what we are. <laughs> and then if you go with the very VIP, which I highly suggest, uh, which is the very VIP. <laughs> of course you do. The V VIP. The V See? VIP. Look at that. It's sticking. Yes. So. <laughs> your plan's working. Oh, so that one's $30, and you get our glow-in-the-dark booze and brews t-shirt. Um, so... 
you know, typically the t-shirts will be sold for 20 bucks. The beer signs are 15. So you get all that for you and entry for $30 if you buy it ahead of time. Not bad. Perfect. Um, and it all raises You're losing money, money if you cost. don't get that. Right. The VVIP. Right. Yeah, and Calvin, tell everybody again when that is. So it's October 27th. Uh, it starts at 6 p.m. It goes until 11 p.m. that night uh, at the Henry River Mill Village, which exit 119 on I-40. Just head south and you will literally run into it. Almost everybody does every day. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank um, you for taking on this project. I mean, yeah, it's, right, yeah. That's it's great really to cool. hear your vision, the excitement. You need to be calling you my have wife. To you be- need to be calling my wife and thanking her because <laughs> she's the one that has to put up with I mean, it it definitely changed our lives. Um, it's something that you you don't realize when you sign up for something of this scale is how much everyone around you has to sacrifice mm. and and that's something that if you want to thank anybody, thank her because she has to put up with Amen, me. Amen, Calvin. Home. You come back anytime you want because we love to give give props to the wives. Moose is getting ready to get married. Oh, he's engaged. That's right. McNally's wife's listening right now. You know, because she's a loyal listener. Loyal. Yes, and I'm the only girl in the room, so we appreciate that you said that. Well, we'll give a shout out to your wife right now for sure. Perfect. Yes, perfect. And my kids. Absolutely. So, which, that's right. My oldest calls it the uh, the haunted village. That's what he refers nice. to it as since day one. I don't See? know. I don't know why. Maybe I planted that seed. You can I don't go hang know. out you with him. Dress him up in a little that's costume right. and have him run around spooking everybody. That's where he wants to have his birthday party this year. I it's love awesome. it. It's just fantastic. I, I, love I, I it. asked him this morning, and he said, "I want to go over there, and I want to have the bounce houses." My fear is that when they, when people drive by and see bounce houses, they're going to think this is like a party for everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yes. Hey, you might be able to get the money back for the bounce house. Right? Charge, <laughs> charge extra money if you're the insurance company will love it. No, yeah. Not a problem there. You guys have plans for other events in the future? Yeah, so we definitely have our two large events. Millville Fest would be the other one we had back mm-hmm. at the end of March of this year. Um, we'll do that one again and to kick off the spring because just as much as we're tired of the heat right now, we get really, really tired of yes. the, the cold. And so that festival is to allow everybody. That one's free. Um, and so we allow everybody to come out there and, and hear the history of it. We, we did a storyteller's area, had food trucks. Uh, had the beer and wine. We had that one had a lot of craft vendors, so you're right. able to buy things. Uh, but we'll do smaller events along the way as we build. Uh, we talked a little bit about our our Christmas at the village last year. I was out of town, took my kids to, my kids to Orlando to go to Disney, and I get a all of a sudden I get an email from our from our volunteers saying, "Oh, we're going to do Santa Claus at the village." <laughs> And, you know, of course, I had a heart attack being a little bit of a control freak. So, I, you know, I had a heart attack thinking about it. I'm out of town 600 miles away, and I can't do anything to help. But it it went fantastic, and yeah. I know they want to do it again this year and that give, would be cool. give the kids in the area an opportunity and a place to go meet Santa because there really isn't anywhere around there. There's no mall. There's no uh, department store or anything like that where you yeah. can do that. Um, but any events that we do have, we'll announce if they're smaller events, we'll announce on our social media. Um, I try to let the paper know as much as I can and get that out there and, and let people hear it. Um, but if you follow us on Facebook or go to our website, you can find out anything we have planned coming Excellent. up through there. That's awesome. Sounds good. Thanks again for, Thanks for, for stopping by and thing. being a guest. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. 
Mary Margaret's got some other events she wants to talk about. I do, I do. And hopefully Calvin will stick around for our rest of our show that McNally's going to take over in a minute with our famous restaurant reviews. So be sure to Everybody's hang on favorite. for that and listen. Yes. But in the meantime, it's big time coming up, Moose. Huge. Do you, know, do you know what time it is? Game time? Who? It's bear time. Oh, it is bear time. Yes. It is bear time. God, you missed my for cue the on that. Bears, right? What's that? The Owen One Bears. The Owen One Bears, who mm-hmm. took uh, number ten in the country, West Alabama, to overtime to, last to week. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, not too shabby. No, not overtime. They lost. In, they lost. In Regulation, last but second. it was what thirty-eight, yeah, twelve seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's close. Yes. So uh, it is going to be the first home opener here for the Lenore Ryan Bears on September fifteenth. That is not this weekend, but next. Can't wait. Six o'clock versus Mars Hill. So who's going? Bears. I'm going to be there, of course. I'm going to be there. Calvin, coming? I mean, if we're all going together. Let's See? Okay, there you go. <laughs> we, 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 there we tailgate. You go. We I got tailgate. a tailgating spot. So everybody come join. Absolutely. Bring your families, everything. It's a great time. I think people um, need, or hopefully, will really embrace that. Um, there was an interview recently with Coach Cronick who said um, that he really wants the Bears to be Hickory's team. You know, and, and it really does feel like that. When you go out there to the tailgate does. area, it's blocked off. It's fenced in. The kids can run around. And they don't go anywhere. It's a great game day. It's a great game day feel for, for this. Or anybody, yeah. But it's a great, great game day experience. Whether you're alumni, mm-hmm. fan or not, you know, it's a That's good right. day. So definitely um, come on out and support the Bears. That's on September 15th at 6 o'clock. Do you mind if I pause the event I for mean, one second? I mean, by all means. Um, I'd like to bring up uh, the Catawba Promise. The LR's Catawba Promise. I, I, and for those that aren't familiar with that, uh, it was just announced this week that Lenore Ryan is putting it out there that any kid that is in Catawba, that lives in Catawba County that has a 3.5 GPA or higher gets to go to LR for half price. Graduates from a Catawba County school. Right. Oh, it's only for the first year? Right now, I believe. Ah, okay. it's, and it's it starts a, next it fall. Starts, yeah, it so starts I think it's fall. kicking off. I'm not quite sure the... Details of the length and all that right. stuff. But Stay yes. tuned. Stay tuned on that. But yes, big deal. Yeah, you big deal. deal. You can also be a transfer like CVCC or anything else. You can come from or any of these any schools. Institution. It's, it's, it's LR amazing. investing in our community is what it is. And, it's, and it's, it's trying to keep the best kids here. I think that's great. I think it's important. And bravo to Lenore Ryan. Absolutely. Sorry for interrupting your events. That's all right. I'll get back to my job. Um, so moving on. We have the downtown art crawl. It's coming up. Anybody been to the art crawl before? I have. Mish, you have, yeah? I have, yeah. Um, we've actually hosted artists here before, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Come downtown, walk around. There's like a little kickoff party you can go to if you'd like, um, but then there's maps throughout uh, all the different stores that week, and you pick it up. You follow the trail to different stores, and there's artists that are in there. They will have stuff for purchase. Some of them will be doing live demonstrations. But also, you'll be in a store, and you're there to look and enjoy. Restaurants have place, have artists there. And it's it's a really good evening. You know, a lot of people walking just around downtown, and it's a great time Food to explore. Drink? Most of the places will have snacks. Have something. Mm-hmm. Yep, you go in a place. They host, like, cheese and meatballs and crackers and grapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places will have some wine and beer out for you to enjoy, music playing around, but... 
It's all on the individual sites. It's not absolutely right. yes. So it's individual places. You just walk around. It's I mean kid friendly. You right. know you can walk with your families and stuff. And it starts at five o'clock at Trade Alley Arts is the kickoff this year. And every they do it twice a year in May and in September. And in September they'll kick off in one place, and then in um, the other month they will kick off on the other side of downtown. So that way you're getting a mix up of that stuff. Anyway, it's a great time. Come out and enjoy a nice evening strolling around downtown. It is um, including over 60 artists. Yeah. So, and I mean, and they say most, artists. Most local too. Most all absolutely. local. Absolutely. When it's, and when you say artists, like, I don't want you to think just painting or just no. drawing. We've had um, that wood carver. Yeah, the you know, oh my was gosh, fantastic. it's amazing. Yeah, pottery. Pottery. Um, again, live demonstrations, mm-hmm. all that kinds of stuff. It's really cool. But this year, uh, this art crawl is going to be a little different because the uh, Convention Visitor Center and the City of Hickory are hosting the North Carolina League of Municipalities at that time, which is a pretty big conference to come into the area and so michael who are those people like what does that mean that's like um what type of city county managers okay so probably some of their elected officials just to learn more about so but throughout the state yeah so So all sizes all absolutely so they're going to be hosting an event at the same time as the art crawl downtown and they're calling it rock the block it is the evening event that they've encouraged all the North Carolina League of Municipalities participants to come and enjoy that evening. Okay. So they're going to have Trial by Fire, which is a journey cover band. Ooh. Where is this? Downtown. Oh. Okay. Oh. I'll, go, I'll, I'll be sure. <laughs> it's be, under be it's under the sales. Oh, okay, great. The band's playing under the sales. Oh, okay. And then they will have some other things happening according to that party but that's kind of where they're trying to you know when you go to a conference they give you evening events to go do and so this is their evening event which happens to do with the art crawl which i think is fabulous yeah for sure hopping that night downtown should be a really nice night um the concert's free you know i mean it's hey good time the whole event's free just walk around don't stop (laughs) i was waiting for you gonna get up there and sing with them Hmm. no 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 (laughs) Anyway, so that's again Thursday, September 20th. The kickoff's at 5 o'clock. The art crawl goes through 8 o'clock. Um, the concert itself will be starting at 7.30. So go and enjoy a nice night downtown and with all your friends and family. Saturday, September 22nd, that's the Saturday following the art crawl, another really cool event in Viewmont um, called the Viewmont Street Strut will be happening. It's one of my family's favorite events because... They like to ride the trolley. There is a trolley that will go from uh, different stations on 127 there in Viewmont or North Center Street, excuse me, that um, will drop you off, pick you up, take you to the next store that you want to go to, or you can just get on the sidewalk and walk and um, really just drop in at any of the stores in Viewmont and restaurants. They're all offering specials, discounts that day, sidewalk sales, all kinds of fun stuff. There's flower sales. There's furniture stores all kinds of stuff um there will be food drinks kids activities it is rain or shine and they have a whole bunch of information on their facebook page if you go and check that out and lastly just to put it out there for the guys in the room we always talk about when moose does the events we always got to hear about the uh comic con and the wrestlers that are coming to the area but i'm sorry i want to give the listeners what they want well 
You failed to mention that the Southeastern Doll Show is coming uh, October 6th. Oh, he knows when it is. He figures? knows when it is. Does that include action figures? It's, if, if, you know, G.I. Barbie counts. How dare you. Then, just, call, yes. just because you call your dolls action figures does not mean that's what everybody else. <laughs> uh, listen to you. <laughs> How dare you. Allie? You already bought your tickets, didn't you? Uh, it is October 6th at the convention center from 10 to 3. Um, this is collectibles. Um, kind of the creepy dolls too that you might find out there, like you know, Chucky like China those, you know, yeah, like oh, those the, ones that look at you no matter where yes, you go. Yes, those kind of things. Um, as well, all the way down to like the collectors, Barbies, and then uh-huh. there's also repair stations where you can bring in um, antique dolls or anything else that you've had, and they'll do repairs on site, which I think is pretty cool. Um, or little sister mangling Barbies or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So anyway, put <laughs> that on your off. calendar. Yeah. That's all I got because those are some big ones. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Right? Those are good ones. That's a big deal. I do a good job with events. <laughs> you, you do, too. Oh, we do. It's oh. a good, it is a team effort. That was awesome. Mine was easy because, because of the stuff coming up. No. right. Fine. All right. Food review time, so while people listen. Darn right. Hey, Nally, don't mess with Got a good one this week. Ongoing section of the show. Please, by all means. So, this time, we made it a family affair. And we went to, you know, you talked about Moose getting married. Yes. The future in-law. The Wooden Spool Cafe, located inside the Furniture Mart. Unique. It's very unique. Yeah. Well, and and it's a double unique. It's unique that we have the Furniture Mart here for all those non-hickory nuts that uh, don't know much about the Furniture Mart. You know, three stories, more? Mm -hmm. Three stories, I don't even know all how many thousands furniture. of square... <laughs> all you can eat furniture. <laughs> That's one buffet you'll get into, right? I'll go to the furniture buffet. <laughs> but inside, because there is so much furniture shopping to be had, a lot of people get hungry. Yeah. They need to have a cafe inside the furniture market. <laughs> Replenish your love energy. Love plan comes together. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the Wooden Spool Cafe, uh, Moose is future in-laws, own and operate the Wooden Spool. That is a correct statement. And so uh, Moose strong-armed us to go to the wooden spool to keep them happy, keep them as good grace. <laughs> but it was Chuck's a, mean, man. He, he'll take care of it. It was an excellent experience, I thought. I mean, Chuck was great. He came out, and like Mary Margaret and I do on a you know, bi-weekly basis, gave Moose a hard time. So yeah. that right there already gave her an extra star. Yeah. Um, you know, sandwiches, soups, salads, uh, burgers, Burps. melts. So... Um, just sitting here looking at the menu right now, you know, Rubens, roast beef sandwich, BLTs, uh, different paninis. Uh, let's see. Uh, he said Caesar the Greek panini salad. is the big seller. The well, and is the and big so one. we asked him yeah. when we went there, what is the big seller? And so he said chicken panini. So I went with the panini and I got uh, two sides. Just, you know, you want to give the people what they want. I'm, you you know, normally get one. Well, yeah, right. No, no, no. I get. I, was I got considering two as getting well. two meals, but you know, no. I just went with two sides instead. Yeah. I am trying to cut back. I understand. Yes, right. we've. We I'm know. down six pounds. You know, so I'm Bravo. just. I got, you know, oh. 40, yeah. Forty-four to go. <laughs> we were. How many? No, I'm just saying. Forty-four to go. Holy cow! Yeah, I was. I was only <laughs> saying that as a. Um, information to the listener you do get a side with oh, your meal thank you i yeah. thought you're not just talking about I actually me. wasn't but you brought that on yourself yes so. exactly yeah so the meals do come with one side mm-hmm. and of course chips are an option so i got the chicken panini uh, applewood smoked bacon white cheddar roasted red pepper and uh fresh basil aioli 
Aeoli. Aeoli. Well, this, you know, I'm just looking on my phone. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. Um, <laughs> the sandwich was great. Chicken was a little dry, but totally the aioli, the red pepper, everything that was on it didn't even notice that that being the case. So it was very well done. I got the tomato bisque soup, and I think you did too. I did. I enjoyed it. Had the good right amount of Parmesan cheese in it. It was delicious. And I got the twice-baked potato salad, which was, you know, I've had a lot of twice-baked potato casseroles before. I've never necessarily had it as a pasta salad. Which are a fantastic salad. casserole, and they're hot at that yes. point. So this is different being it labeled right away. It was awesome. It, you know, it could have had a little bit more cheese, but that's just because you I like love cheese. cheese. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a me thing or but it was overall. cold. It was, it was cold, cold and it was salad. great. Okay. House that. It was awesome. So um, I'll let everybody go through before I get my rankings, but I really enjoyed this. It's a spot that you really, it's out of the way because you don't see it when you're driving down the road and think of food inside of the mart. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we did this one, not only for Moose and Chuck and, and the fam. But, you know, it's, it's part of what we want to do is places that you're not normally going to think of. Yeah. And that you're going to drive by that are hickory-centric and, and operated. So, Don't really get more it. hickory than having a restaurant inside the inside furniture market. Inside the furniture market. market. <laughs> That's <a good> point. <laughs> really? It's as yeah. hickory as it comes. That's awesome. So, what about you, Mary Market? What would you get? I started off with a... Uh, I, I as well got two sides. I did. So, it's um, not just me. No, okay. absolutely That's not. Fine. I got two sides, um, and he brought one out as the appetizer, if you will. But I got that tomato soup, too. I am literally drooling thinking about the good. soup. I the soup was that. real good. You failed to mention what was in the oh, soup. the Christini thing. Oh, you could go for it. So there was a little... Um, I think a little, back right now. Right. <laughs> There's a little piece of bread that has melted cheese already on it. Like, like somebody was making a, a grilled cheese... Yeah, sandwich like a right? Without the, yeah. Yeah, but it's melted cheese, and then they dropped it on top of the soup. Oops! Happy accident. Gosh, it was stinking amazing. Um, so the soup was so good. I really, really um, encourage you to order that because that is the regular soup that stays all the time. And then he says there is a like a switch out soup of the day type stuff. Soup um, du jour. A soup du jour. Yes. And then I got the Caprese sandwich. As we know from previous episodes, I'm not a huge sandwich fan, but this was pressed. So I felt like I would be pretty cool with it. And I do love anything Caprese. So it was delicious. I ate it all. I licked my fingers afterwards. Um, and It looked pretty light and fresh for a it sandwich. Was. It, it was. You know, not heavy and... Spinach was fresh. The or the basil stuff was fresh. The tomatoes were good and crunchy where they were supposed to be crunchy, and um, the sandwich was not too much bread, which is, as you know, a pet peeve of mine. Um, and I also got a side of pineapples, which were huge chunks, not out of a can. Really good. Fresh from Hawaii. Fresh from from, from, from Chuck's, from pineapple, Chuck's, farm. Chuck's, Chuck's pineapple garden in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, in. Eastern North Carolina or something. Maybe so. you inherit that. <gasps> hey, is that why you're married? Oh, for the Getting pineapple the pineapple? <laughs> yeah. the no. No, it was, it was really good. Chuck took good care of us, came over. Um, the interior looks really nice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a nice job cleaning yeah, up. Yeah, up until real recent. Well, not recently, but probably a year ago or so. Yeah. That, that, that place was 
need some repairs and they they really stepped up and did it the kitchen there's enormous it doesn't look like it but it's it's about the same size as nice. the restaurant like it's, it's enormous but. well the soup i couldn't tell was he telling the truth is that really like it was homemade oh right? yeah he makes yeah. everything the soup is homemade the pimento cheese he recommended mm-hmm. that's homemade, homemade. the chicken salad homemade. egg salad was the special that day they mm-hmm. do have a special like one special sandwich a day each yeah. day of the week. So, yeah, your for sure. turn, Moose. My turn. Um, you got to say something nice, right? No, of course. Um, Best meal you ever had, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm lucky enough to have Chuck cook for me all the time, so I know his capabilities. Um, and it was also while the shape I'm in, a lot of it is. Um, so, I went off menu. I uh, got a uh, just asked Chuck to. He knew what I liked. I like chicken. I like vegetables, and uh, I like sandwiches. So I was like, go ahead and just whip me up something and he brought out a uh a chicken uh panini uh, panini pressed wrap and it had squash and zucchini and uh, oil and vinegar right? dressing did not have pimento cheese on it that's right um thanks for taking my order you wrong asked, chuck you, you asked uh, for it just saying right i did it's fine i, I ate it you know and you did it, i've got to get you didn't complain no, no i did not did not never once um, had the same pineapple from Chuck's farm that Mary Margaret had. It was great. It tasted just like he just picked it off the bush. It was it was fantastic. They grow on a bush? I think. Pineapples grow on bushes? If there was the only way we could figure this out. So um, I think they do grow on trees. Pineapple tree. I've heard that before. McNally's working on this really? research team. On you it. keep talking. He'll okay, find so uh, I also had uh, the pasta, which is... See, we all went two sides. Yeah, we all went two sides. We went two sides deep. Yeah. Um, I will say if um, if you go when they have egg salad, it's the best. It's it's the best egg salad you ever have. Um, I should have. I was kind of mad at myself when I left because I it was egg salad day and I didn't get the egg salad. So um, McNally, if uh, you were to rate the said wooden spool, what would you say you would rank it in your ranking system? I'd give it an eight out of ten. I liked it because you could go there and, and meet with folks. It's not overrun. Like you said, they really did a nice... I mean, for being a relatively a small spot inside the Furniture Mart, it looks really nice. And you don't feel like you're in the Furniture Mart, per se, when you're there. Um, I really enjoyed it. Fabulous company and food. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why I'm... Suck it up. up. You already got the job. You're already here. Yeah, I mean, if if not, what are you going to do? Cut my pay? (laughs) Right? Um, I would give it an... I would... I think I'll give it a a 8.5 out of 10, for sure. I think... um, I think it was real nice. I, I really enjoyed the food. I... Would like to try some other stuff, especially some of all of his homemade stuff. And um, the atmosphere is nice. I I really really enjoyed it. Seven out of seven. I love you, Chuck. It was it, it was real good uh, for sure. Hospitality. The price was great. Um, the um, and if you and if you go the the, the sandwiches, they're all real reasonable. Everything is under yeah. six, seven, eight bucks. You can get out of there under ten dollars and be super full. So it's. Um, I would uh, ten out of ten eat there again. So because you will because I will because you I got to. <laughs> Pineapples don't grow on trees. What they, they grow they out of the ground from a leafy plant. <gasps> it's a bush. I told no. you, it's a bush. They're no. they're seedless. So it, when you 
Let me see. What did I say? Wait, when removed, the, the crown of the pi- pineapple fruit contains small roots. If it's planted into the ground or a pot, a new fruit-producing plant will grow. Wait, so does it grow a bush, or does the is it like a carrot? It's a bush. No, oh. bush. Oh. Pineapple bush. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I believe the internet. Does that change your view on pineapples now? I don't know if I believe the internet on that. I don't know. Livescience.com. I mean, well, then, there you go. Wikipedia. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Calvin, well, have we given you a good um, review, enough of the wooden spool that you would try it out? I think I'll be going. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you will. Let us know. I need to find, I, I definitely need to find a babysitter, though, because I want to enjoy it without the three kids. I think it, it sounds like it'd be more fun to well, get just me and the wife. You know, I'm sure it would. However, the food's totally appropriate for children, too, which we always do kind of talk about because they had burgers on there and, and stuff. Grilled you know cheese. I mean? Oh, yeah. It'll yeah. Eat them yeah. Make it. I think they got grilled cheese. They had a four will. grilled cheese sandwich, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. And Chuck's the, Chuck is the type that if you don't see anything on the menu that you like and you see five different things on the menu that contain the things that you would like him to put together, he will put it together for you. And it will be delicious. Well, we'll yeah. definitely be trying it. So, yeah, it's definitely worth it and, and hopefully good for the furniture mart as well because, as McNally said, we're so lucky to have that in this community. And um, so we encourage everyone to go check it out. For sure. And put some money into Moose's Dowry. Yeah. <laughs> More than the two cows of already goat And a pineapple farm. <laughs> hey. Yes. <laughs> yes, pineapple bush. Um, so thank you, everyone, for being here today. Calvin, thank you so much for being Thanks here. For and hopefully we'll have you back whenever we've got all kinds of new stuff to talk about um, that's happening over at the village. I... I think that um, what you guys are doing is amazing. So Thank congrats. You very much. Absolutely. Well, come out and see us. Definitely. I'd love to have Absolutely. you. Definitely. All right. So again, this is Street Circle Drive. We wanted to drop you a quick hint that there is a good festival coming up. We've talked about the last couple episodes, but the Foot Candle Film Festival is almost here, September 28th through 30th at the Salt Block. Um, our friends over at the Foot Candle Films Review Show here on the Mesh. Put on a good time. There's 36 films, I think. Yeah, I think 37 and Maybe something 30, like that. Yeah. Six awards. Uh, six awards that are handed out, major awards um, on a um, Sunday evening, plus some evening events that go on uh, throughout the weekend. Um, just a really nice time, something special that Hickory has and has been growing for a while now. We'll be out there. We'll be looking for you. Hopefully you'll stop by and say hello. But again, that's the 28th through 30th. Uh, You can go to footcandlefilmfestival.com to purchase tickets for the entire weekend or for individual films that you want to come and check out. Um, All right. Anything else you guys can think of we need to grace everyone with? I think we've graced it I think we've done a really darn good job. If we do say so ourselves. Right, right. We're getting pretty good at this, right? Okay. Well, if not, I hope all five of you like it. (laughs) Absolutely. Hootie, thanks for listening. Hootie, thanks for listening. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you on TheMesh.TV and Apple iTunes. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Later on, Hickory Nuts.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.